guns, sex, felony crimes, and endless film references. Sounds like a typical weekend for us, right? Wrong! It's the game that introduced violence to humanity. It's Grand Theft Auto 3, this week on Nothing Good. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going well, Doc. How have you been? I've been great. Look, I gotta tell you, I really enjoyed that intro. <laughs> Good. That it's was in. um, that was a lot. Yeah. And I could I could tell you really felt it. I did feel it. Uh, I feel it again. You know, uh, I would troll you by doing it a second time, but it just you don't have to do. You that. know, no. <laughs> You don't have to. No, you really don't have to. It was good. One good. Once is good. Once is enough. Oh man, if, uh, I, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that. Oh, um, hey. So uh, here's what episode is this? Ten? No, no, eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Episode eleven. Uh, We're double digits now, baby. I don't even know we how to feel it. about this. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to be here as always yes. uh, in this lovely studio, uh, and I'm excited. Before we get started. Uh, would you like to tell us about what we're drinking tonight? Oh, you're getting right into it. I yeah. love it. Yes. So we are drinking a Lagunitas brand is the brewery. Hazy Wonder Beer. Uh, 6%. Let's, dear listener. There you Ooh, go. Oh, you like that. Now let's give it a shot. Let's see how we're doing. We're setting the mood already, folks. Yeah. No bones Three about it this Three-day weekend. Week. I, can, I can get a little lit up tonight. Well, oh, that's actually good. That is much more... Um, Citrusy than I thought it was going to be. So it says on the can, <clears throat> it always starts nebulous. A reflection of a refraction in the back of your frontal cortex. Then, before you know it, you just know it. I dig that. <laughs> I have something completely different. Oh, what is your say? <laughs> when a brilliant idea strikes... Why do they say a light bulb goes off and not on? The difference between a spark of genius and a flash in the pan really just comes down to think or whim. But how can something so hazy be so bright? Life is uncertain. Don't sip. This damn beer dropped some philosophy and then it said, chug. (laughs) Drink that shit. All right. I like it. It is good. Uh, the key striking thing for me, uh, I didn't notice this when I bought it. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Not to cut you off, but it says it on my can, too. But what I read was at the top of the rim up here. Oh. Which I'm okay. assuming says the same thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> However, uh, mine eyes are not good enough to read that shit. It's written in silver on yellow. Yeah, that's not, not for me. Mm. But it has a gold tab on the top. Mm-hmm. So, dear listener, welcome uh, to nothing good. Um, thank you for joining us. We last enjoyed our bashing bash at the beach. At, at the, the beach. beach. That was an experience for us to record, and we hope it was an equal experience for you to listen to. Equally good. Uh, Not equally frustrating, annoying at the beginning, and then turned out pretty good at, towards the middle and then. But the same level of creepy. <laughs> I hope yeah. it was the same level of creepy. Because yes. there was some creep. There yes. was some creep involved. But we're here today to talk about Grand Theft Auto 3. Mm-hmm. You read it when you picked it. 
And uh, if you can't read, God bless you for finding this somehow. But yeah. that's the subject. We're back on our, uh, this will be our second video game podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to test the waters out. But before we begin, because okay. I, I know I could tell from you getting to the beer, I okay. think that or you were just really thirsty. I was I could use a beer. Okay, there it is. I thought you were like, let's get into the episode. No, but no, no, no. you're just, just a thirsty man, and yeah. I respect that. Before we do, I would like to introduce a new segment. Could be recurring, could be one time. You and the dear listeners will tell me if it's a working thing. Okay. It's our first segment, and it's a little game we're going to play. Oh, boy. It's called Condiments or Pornography. What? Okay. (laughs) Oh, all right. Here's how it goes. Okay. I'm going to read a line. It could be a quote, could be a tagline. And you have to tell me if it's part of the marketing materials for a condiment Mm -hmm. or if it was said by a porn star. I'm ready for this. Are you ready? Oh, man, yeah. Dear listener, singular listener, and Jeff, are you guys ready? You better be. All right. Here's number one. The rules are, I read the thing and you tell me if it's a condiment or pornography. Okay. Number one, it's thick and delicious. It's a condiment. Yes, that is Heinz ketchup. (laughs) It's definitely a condiment. All right. All right. Number two, enjoy it raw or with a sandwich. That's also a condiment. No, that is Riley Reed. Oh! Pornographer. Okay. uh, Riley Reed. Number three. Oh, fuck yeah. Spread it. That's a condiment. That is Hellman's Mayonnaise. Yeah. That's from their new With Olive Oil campaign. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Spread it. Hellman's mayonnaise. Okay, this all is right. good. This and, is good. All right, and the last one. Last okay. one. You're doing really good. Thanks. You're really good. You're, you're you're two for three. And here we go. Number four. Can you can you get a trifecta? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't say without laughing. <laughs> I was so ready to do this. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. All right. Uh, mm, leaving mm-hmm. us in. Okay. Oh, God, don't stop. I'm about to come. Oh, God, I'm coming. I'm coming so hard. I'm coming so, so fucking hard. Fuck. Um, a pornographer. No, it's a trick question. It's neither a condiment or a pornographer. It's the new slogan for the United States Postal Service. Uh, oh. Oh, God, we're coming. Oh. The United States Postal Service. You did good. 50%. That's nice. I tried. Thank you for joining us on this week's <laughs> we'll see Condiments or Pornography. <laughs> All right. I like that. That was fun. Inside Baseball about that segment idea. I was sitting in traffic. <laughs> I decided, because I'm, I don't really want to text in the car, I decided to voice to text my ideas for the gags. And so I ye- yelled, oh, fuck yeah, spread it. <laughs> and didn't realize my windows were down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. The uh, blue Nissan next to you is like, I, no, I didn't, I didn't even look around to see who no, heard that. Why would no you No eye contact. To? No. Windows just went right up. <laughs> and then I proceeded to do the, oh, God, don't stop. I'm about to come. Oh, God, I'm coming. I'm coming so hard. The United States Postal Service. I really hope that uh, anybody who's listening to this Please has that. headphones on. Please make that your ringtone. Do not, uh, do not listen to this. <laughs> if you were, if you happen to be, let's say it's Thanksgiving and you're listening to this around the oh table. My God. You got little cousins in the other room. All your aunties are, are debating about the finer points of a green bean casserole, and you're playing this on the Bluetooth speaker. Please start with this episode. Yes. If yeah, please. And if they give you the side eye, you had it coming. Yes, I will uh, happily, upon demand, uh, uh, repeat all of that just for you to send 
to your family. So, <laughs> but welcome, Grand Theft Auto Three. Yeah, how about that? Here we are. So I suppose we're gonna try our hardest today, singular dear listener, to keep on some sort of track. Because I want to go through, once we hit episode 25, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through the first 24 episodes. And I'm going to mathematically figure out how long it takes us to get off track in each episode. (laughs) Oh, That last one didn't count because I announced that it was a segment. I just didn't randomly go into dirty uh, condiment things. But I'm very curious to see how far it is. So, And we are actively trying to see that as well amongst us, singular listener. But Grand Theft Auto 3. A video game. It was released on October 22nd, 2001 mm-hmm. for the PlayStation 2. We are pushing 20 years. Yes. Which the, is wild. It, we could have waited a few weeks to have this take place on the 20th anniversary, but we didn't fucking think about it. No. <laughs> We're here. We don't do foresight here. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Very little long-term planning happens mm-hmm. here and nothing good. Mm-hmm. But it was released originally for the PlayStation 2, uh, and a theme that may pop up. Ironically, as we go on to its original release was delayed over by just over a month because of the events of September 11th, this 2001. Is true. This is true. They toned down a little bit of the violence. They removed like, they changed the cover art because of 9/11. Actually, yes, so they did. So that is the most important change. Mm-hmm. That the Grand Theft Auto the iconic GTA 3 cover art, which would appear for every Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto game afterward and is a super hallmark of the series. In an earlier episode, I mentioned that I have the strategy guide over here for GTA 4 because I love the cover art of the GTA series. So yeah, much. I mean the cover art is is completely Grand Theft Auto. It is. It, that's that's what you look for and it was only invent created very quickly, last minute, because of a reaction that the original cover was too edgy. Mm-hmm. A little too uh, violent. Yeah, a little too violent. And, and generally, on a game that is, admittedly, super fucking violent. It is violence. It is It is violence. Uh, they discovered that it was too much violence in certain areas, and they had to tone it down. I do. I didn't have that in my notes. I said some other changes, small ones that they had from 9-11. Uh, they reskinned a lot of stuff. Oh, did they? Uh, including the cop cars, which were exactly modeled after the New York uh, NYPD cop cars of that era, which you ironically and iconically saw during the 9-11 attacks yeah. all the time. So they decided they didn't want to trigger anybody, li- like literally a month after that event happened. Mm. So they reskinned that. Uh, a lot of buildings, there are no buildings that have that general office thing. Everything has more character if it was taller. Yeah. That was done on purpose yeah. by the developers. Um, they removed flyable planes, which were supposed to appear mm. in more things. Uh, but they did leave a single dodo. In yeah, the game. Well, everybody knows the dodo. Everyone knows the dodo. Uh, you know it more in depth from its uh, sequel counterparts in Vice City, that awesome mission where you're mm. dropping dildos from the dodo mm-hmm. but in this game uh it, i remember when a friend of mine discovered that the dodo was still in the game yeah. without wings and you had to get into that shit and learning to fly it in that weird did you, did you ever fly the dodo in that nope. game all right you had to get a super head start and it the game didn't want you to fly it but they didn't take it out so immediately as soon as you pull up it sinks like a brick mm. like it, and they like it's like advanced physics it has no wings they cut the wings right. off of it so you had to write it, and I. This is not a visual podcast, so no one at home is going to follow this. And we'll keep it brief. <laughs> what what but, he's doing, but right when now. you went up and immediately sink, so you had to actually pull down and up into it and swoop it, and get. That's the only way you had to keep doing it, and you could get a little higher than you were last time on the swoop. So you actually used the game's physics to. That's the only way you could fly. Downside is you couldn't really turn in the dodo, so you just got super not. high until you flew off the map and you were dead anyway. <laughs> 
That's but, very Grand Theft Auto. That is. But yes, yeah, so the but the biggest change was the cover art, mm-hmm. right? So, but the game comes out October twenty second, two thousand one. It is immediately a buzzworthy term. Not only uh, I think because it's a good game, which which it is, and we'll get into that more in a little bit. But because of two things: one, we are still in the era so nearly after 9-11 that anything that was uh, exceptionally aggressive, right, almost kind of got curtailed a little bit. And this was the first real cultural violence thing that kind of came out on a... And as much as it could be, as a positive thing, right? Like, it's a a video game. It's a piece of art, so... Grand Theft Auto, uh, and and my... I I didn't have a PlayStation 2 uh, ever, actually. So I didn't play Grand Theft Auto. I didn't own it. Mm-hmm. I only played it at a friend's house here, a friend's house there. Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> but I knew about it. You know, I knew. Well, I knew about Grand Theft Auto the franchise before Grand Theft Auto Three. Oh yes. 3, right. Never played the old, the first two. Obviously, they, they were PC games. I didn't touch them. And they were. But I knew what they were. Too. Yeah. You know, a uh, little fun fact about Grand Theft Auto. Uh, originally, Grand Theft Auto was called Race and Chase. Uh, like oh, thank the God. very first one, and it was not at all the game that shipped right so mm-hmm. the game had been in development for a long time over in the, the UK and it was there was uh, Vice City Liberty City and San Andreas were the, the playable spaces right yeah. which is kind of fun super awesome um, and the game was more like cops and robbers right you're just trying to get away from the cops yeah you know they try to pull you over and it, it is a very but it, no matter how the developers worked on it and tried to make it fun. It just literally wasn't fun. And they couldn't figure it out. One day, while working mm. on it, there was a coding error. And it made all the cops hyper-aggressive. And as opposed to trying to pull you over, they were trying to ram you off the road. And everybody went, that's kind of fun. That's the thing. Wait a minute. Let, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's push that a little bit. As, as and, a wise man once said, uh... Fuck the police. Yeah. That's what the code said. It wasn't us. Yeah. So, and then, because there were there was no, like, you know, run around shooting pedestrians in it yet. There was no, none of that. No, it we was, weren't there yet. But yeah. once they saw that this was actually a fun gameplay loop, mm-hmm. they were like, let's dial this up. And then they kept working. And then, then you get Grand Theft Auto, right? Uh, and fun fact about Grand Theft Auto 3, it was originally called Grand Theft Auto 3D. Oh, thank God. And they then they dropped the D. Was that a condiment uh, or is that a pornography? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Peru. Drop the Dijon mustard. <laughs> We're going to drop a D on Peru. So, it is. so we know statistically now, uh, if you are like the one person and or Jeff that follows this podcast and listens to every episode, we, uh, we you may have heard us mention Peru. A single, a single person that we knew listened from Peru that was from Peru, so we referred to them as Peru. Well, uh, the status, if it was a relationship status online, I guess you could say that nothing good in that one person from Peru. We went from in a relation to it's complicated. Peru yeah. stopped listening, and now I'm on a mission to bring Peru back. And I, my first thought was maybe it's because I kind of sexually assaulted Peru as both a person and a nation on this podcast, a audio few times, and but then I thought, no, I haven't sexually assaulted them enough. Oh, uh, by the way, this is the safe p- spot where we have uh, time it here for going off the rails and losing <laughs> the subject. It's pretty far in, yeah. but anyway, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to act like uh, Peru was a bag of kosher hot dogs and put it between some buns. How about that? 
Does that sound good? Was that dark enough for you, Peru? Come back to me. I missed you. But Grand Theft Auto 3D, dropping the D. I dropped the D for Peru. That's where I was going with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Back to That's a good punchline. That's terrible, though. 3D. Yeah. Who would do that? Grand Theft Auto 3D. It's like Bugsy 3D. But let's like, let's talk, <laughs> stop and think about it. how big of a deal this game was. Oh, my God. I Look, it's like when we talk, throw, you know, call back to the Nintendo 64 episode, which is in our archives, which we have archives now. Oh, my God. I said that out archives. loud. I said it out loud. Yeah. Fuck you. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know... Watching or 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 seeing Mario sixty four for the very first time, yeah, was such Incredible. a moment for me. Being a kid of the eighties, you know, and playing you know side scrollers and sixteen bit, and then seeing this three D experience with a character that I've been playing for years of my life was a big deal, huge. So to take it to the next step, which I'm, I guess, Grand Theft Auto three is the next step of the evolution. Next, right in retrospect. A logical conclusion. Here's a three-dimensional do-anything-you-want world. Oh, let's murder people let's in it. Let's just... Humanity, man. Kill people. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but in, anyhow, it was such a cool game. I remember seeing it. Oh, first, only seeing pictures. Because I, you know, got GamePro and mm-hmm. things like that. And what was that magazine? EGM? I, that was the one I subscribed to. EGM? Electronic Gaming yeah. Monthly. EGM. Yeah. I, I just, you know, little previews for it. And you're like, wow, that... That's crazy looking. Like, and the, you read the description, like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No. Nuh-uh. No, you could. <laughs> and you literally, it, it, up until any point that that video game could ever let you do at that time. You know, and the irony of it, right? Mm-hmm. And E3 of 2001, when the game was sh- had a booth, back when E3 was a thing, remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, no one was interested in it, right? They were all interested in um, State of Emergency. Uh, which is another Rockstar game. Yeah. Which no one talks about for a reason. Yep. But they were all about State of Emergency, and the developers were like, well, maybe we're we not doing this. They're like, this is this is great. We know it's great, but no one's interested in it. How is that? How is that? They didn't know. Uh, and how many times has have we seen that in the media, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got people who are like, the two things come out, and everyone's not... It, uh, I don't know. But like, there's so many... Like, who, who, would, re- who would go see... Terms of endearment when the Super Mario Brothers movies out at the same time, right? Yeah, two terrible references there. They did. They came out like four, five years apart, but you understand what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It happens a lot, all all the time. Uh, how many Oscar-winning movies don't ever get seen, but they keep making fucking Fast and the Furious movies? God, too right? many, too many. And you know what? By the time that we're old men, uh, there's it's Fast and the Furious seventy-five, <laughs> Master Chief. In the original Metroid 8-bit sprite show up and learn that Dom is all about family. You just merged three different franchises no, no, across no. like 30 Listen, years. I have this idea that, uh, not to go too far off the rail, but I believe that we are uh, obviously in late-stage capitalism here in 2021. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think that inevitably all of this concept, our podcast included, of... Uh, so much of our economy actually now being linked to pop culture, mm-hmm. like in consuming pop culture and nostalgia, yeah. that we are inevitably down a path that we'll see. First, we're going to see, now we're seeing the Avengers all in a movie together, right? Yeah. Uh, and we see all the Star Wars characters. Well, eventually, we're going to get to a point where we see the Marvel, Disney will buy DC. Mm-hmm. And Disney and Marvel will, uh, DC and Marvel will end the DC versus Marvel movie. It's going to happen. Mark my words, it may be 40 years from now, but right. that, uh, it's like, you ever see Basketball? Yeah, a long time ago. There's a, The opening scene in Basketball uh, is absolutely a absolute perfect picture of what 
I think late stage capitalism is going to be like, well, American sports. Once Amer the favorite pastime have then begun to lose popularity. So they tried interleague play between sports. Mm. When that didn't work anymore, they tried intersport play. And they had a football player hitting a uh, baseball, and then, he get, and then he tackles the second baseman, right? And that's right. the gag. Uh, and to me, that's where it's going to eventually get to. We'll see DC versus Marvel. Then all of a sudden, we'll have a Marvel versus Star Wars movie, mm -hmm. and Disney will keep it crying. And then one day, I have this fantasy that's a dark fantasy. It's more of a possible nightmare, uh, a Lovecraftian <laughs> thing, where you'll see... Uh, Captain America, Darth Vader, Homer Simpson, Hello Kitty, and a bunch of other shit, probably a Nintendo property, all fighting some sort of mega concept together <laughs> because they can't do it anymore. That's like when you know pop culture has eaten itself alive and then the only thing left to do is for everyone to fucking learn to read again. Yeah. But we'll get there eventually, and it may not be that ridiculous. It may be more ridiculous than I can comprehend. Hopefully, we'll be dead before oh, that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most likely, Mickey Mouse will have killed all of us. <laughs> and that only happens in The Matrix. Mm. Which will then feature Keanu Reeves coming out and fighting Darth Vader in an epic fight. Here's the thing. That movie sounds terrible, but if you're like, hey, you want to see Darth Vader fight Neo from The Matrix? I'd, like, I'd pay uh, money to watch fuck that. Fuck yes, I do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And that's why late-stage capitalism. Mm. What were we talking about? Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. That's right. Hi. Uh, so, what was your first experience with Grand Theft Auto? What, what are you, your first memories of the game? So, uh, GTA 3. Um, weird. I had only played Grand Theft Auto 69, or London 69, or whatever that mm -hmm. is, uh, on a PlayStation. And I did not like it. Because of where that was, it was just late enough in the PlayStation's life in the beginning of the, that generation of console that yeah. we could fall after the sixth or seventh. That I just I, I was not ready for anything that looked like it used to, right? Okay. Wrestling games Makes are sense. in three D. Mar Mario was now in three D. Right. Uh, if Ocarina wasn't out, it was fucking about to be right. right. All of these other games, Final Fantasy VII was out. A ton of other games, right? Right. And then here's a game that is very very neat, cool, but top-down, uh, kind of a retro-looking game, and I was not inherently into it. So I was like, eh. No, makes sense. And it was... I, I don't know if it was a <laughs> EGM or... Because there was no YouTube at this time. That was no. the ones we watched or any of that stuff. But some sort of medium I absorbed just started talking about Grand Theft Auto 3. AOL games. It could have been. It literally could have been AOL, right? Like, it literally could have been. So, I don't know where I first heard about it, but uh, I bought the game. Mm. That's what it is. I had, uh, my dad had a PlayStation 2 that I would Shanghai because when you're a child, you get to, you know, kind of go in there. But part of, again, as I mentioned in the Nintendo 64 episode, if it was a video game, I was never told I wasn't allowed to play certain games or watch certain movies that was never they, they were my parents were never really into uh inhibiting my content right but the only real inhibition to it would be uh could i afford it right yeah so i used my own money to buy grand theft auto i think i got it in november of that that year two months after it came out something and the way to get the ride to the damn uh game store or Ames, I think I might have bought Oh, my God. Right? You're dating yourself. Yeah, uh, was to get my dad interested in the game. Okay. So we, it's we good got call. It. It's yeah. a good call. And we, he and I together played Grand Theft Auto for like the first week it was out. We played together in the same room. And both of us were blown away uh, by the freedom of it. 
The freedom. The yes. freedom of it and the detail. Because you look at GTA 3 now in a vacuum and you're like, oh, oh it doesn't look that awesome. No, it doesn't look that awesome. But God, to be at that time, but it was the ability that you could, and you really couldn't do this in games, you could get in a car or steal a car, then you could immediately get out of that car and walk over to literally any other car you saw and get into it and drive it. Mm-hmm. And just that idea was just an absolutely incredible. Like, and so that immediately fell in love. And I, and it's hard for me to describe that era, the late 90s into uh, the early 2000s for gaming. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. Yeah. There's a, it was a real quick shift, right? From how things were in the pre-64, early PlayStation <laughs> time. Tomb Raider started to scratch the surface. Mario started to scratch the surface. Right. And then, uh, then it was a real quick jump until all of a sudden we're in the land of PlayStation 2, Dreamcast, etc. And now you knew what five years ago was 1996 and games had just they had moved on. Yeah. So And it was almost like, like, like games would come out and they'd either make it into the cultural zeitgeist like GTA did uh, and a bunch of other games of that era or it went the way of siphon filter and uh, <laughs> siphon filter si- yeah, oh, siphon filter i haven't uh, thought about that game right uh, well you actually did mention it i did mention it when we were drunk in our nintendo 64 episode and you corrected me uh, i say siphon and you say siphon, siphon. yeah so but uh, like that who, who the hell the listener doesn't even know what i'm talking about right but when that game came out is it going to be the next Metal Gear right. Solid? But certain, but it was games were so many games were still coming out at that time because it was still relatively much cheaper to produce games than it is today on a large scale. Yeah, and a lot of games were. I mean, I, did you notice that in that time that a lot of games were just coming out and if they stuck, they stuck. Some games just fell through the cracks. You'd never even heard of it. No, right? And you're like, oh, you didn't play that. And but so, most games weren't a real big release, right? right. right. Uh, and it just took a. It, so it was almost by luck. Not just that with the skill that GTA came out. So when when did you first put your hands on a copy of that game? How I'm far about ninety nine percent sure. <clears throat> the the first and really the only time I played GTA three, honestly, uh, was at, uh, one of my one of my good buddies, one of my best friends, uh, his uh, home. Um, uh, his name's Anthony. Uh, good guy. Shout Gibby? out to Anthony. Yeah. Ah, uh, Gibby, are you listening to this podcast right now? He should be. Didn't he just win Sexiest Lips in Las Vegas or something? He, he did. He did. Well, what the fuck kind of a sentence is that? God, Gibby, you, I mean, who you, thought you'd even say that out loud in no, your entire life? No, but because but, but, like, it's one of those things that my, my brain couldn't comprehend what I was reading when I read it. <laughs> but then I backwards. saw, oh, there's, there's Gibby with his, with his, you know, his always, he always looks so sad. And all his pictures, like every time he posts a picture of a fresh cut, he looks fucking sad. Like he just watched Never Ending Story, <laughs> and then he snaps a picture, and he's like, "Got a fresh cut." I'm like, "Why are you so sad about it, though?" But then he he went sexy slips, and he still looks kind of sad in he's the picture. Like, yeah. What? But, but shout know, so out, Gibby. We, we have this, so this is you know 20 years ago. So we were young, man. I was just literally out of high school that year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, right. <laughs> I was just out of high ah. school that year. So I was like, still a punk ass kid. He was younger than me. Uh, by like a year and a half, two years, and <clears throat> like he had it, he had a PlayStation Two, he had it at his place. So me and, and my other buddy would come over, and we would just sit and take turns playing, playing it. Yeah, when you get wasted or you get arrested, yeah, that was the thing. That was yeah. the GTA game, right? You yeah, would, you would try a mission or whatever you did, and if you die, all right, give me this, give me the sticks, and then you take over and you play for how long you could live, and, and yeah. as soon as you die, all right, it's your turn now. And we and we would do that 
all the time. Um, and it's weird to me because, okay, so I couldn't remember much of the game considering I haven't played it in well over a decade plus. Oh, for sure. So I'm like, man, what do I really remember? When I realized we are doing the subject, I'm like, I gotta like go back and like look at some old missions and kind of remember the vibe of the game again. Yeah. So I went back and there's like a YouTube video where it was like the whole like main story cl- storyline, which is if you cut out all the driving from place to place, it's just missions. It's four hours. Okay, four and a half hours. Seems like way longer because of all four and a half fucking hours. Uh. That's it, which is wild. But you're driving from place to place, so that adds a lot of time. You got yeah. side missions, you got this. You just got random bullshit you're getting into. God, that's crazy though. So, uh, so I went back and I watched probably two. I watched fifty percent of it. I couldn't sit through four and a half hours of that, but I wanted to at least watch a little bit of it. And I remembered so much vividly. I'm like, fuck! I did this mission. I did this mission too. I played more of this game than I remember. Like you yeah. don't realize how much you play. It. No, I want to ask you this. Do you remember, like, when I think about GTA 3, I don't really think even so much about the missions, first thing that comes to my mind, uh-huh. and even the voice acting, which was which was awesome for the time, right? Yeah. Which is another note we'll talk about. Uh, how revolutionary. There wasn't performances like that in a game that basically... There were very few fully voiced games at that point on console gaming, and it was cool. But for me, I remember certain parts of Liberty City in GTA 3. Like, that's for some reason where my brain latched onto this visual memory of, like, these little intersections. Like, when you're on the first island and you're doing those first couple of missions, yeah. uh, that, that one main stretch of road that was down there, and then there was that big honking right turn, and there's a gas station mm-hmm. there. I remember that stretch of GTA 3 Liberty City, like, excellently. But uh, outside of, like, the main character and, and his girlfriend and all that other stuff, I don't remember a lot of, like, other visual details about it, you know? You know, it, it, again, like you said, looking at it in a vacuum, uh, com- like, the game itself now, I mean, it, it didn't age well. No. The controls are, I, re- I thinking about it now is super clunky. Oh. Uh, everything about it was, I mean, the game wasn't super buggy, but it was buggy, uh, but... It was the first sandbox game I think I ever really played. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty confident. I, I can't consider Mario 64 a sandbox game. It had areas that felt like it could be. Yeah. But it was it was segmented, it was obviously. It a predecessor to yeah. what... It, it had to happen so we could get GTA 3, but, for sure. But, but really, like, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. how alive the city felt, considering... Oh, that's, compared yeah. to GTA 5. Compared to GTA 5, right? And GTA Five is, by and large, leagues on every level more alive than than three. Oh, for sure. But, but looking at it in two thousand one, I have never experienced anything. That's like that. how it. How looking at GTA now, mm-hmm. GTA Five now is how looking at GTA Three looked. Yeah. When the game came out, or like it just was Red Dead. You it, know, that was a huge thing. I think what we could all talk about the violence, we talk about the open world and the sandbox nature, but they did an unbelievable job of this. Uh, of two things, voice acting was one of them, and world building. World building alert. Yeah, there it is. Back to world building alert. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was incredible with the, the how alive it felt. The radio stations, the radio stations, right, mm-hmm. and how it just felt. With ads and fake ads. Hilarious radio stations, oh, by God, the way. Oh, God, for sure. And so, like, beautiful. I imagine mountains of scripts of really clever writing that someone was really happy. But it just, even when you weren't paying attention, the ambiance of that and the fact that these radio stations were, were produced, like actual radio stations, just added to the this immersion. 
all the with the, the silent protagonist Claude, right? Yep. Like, all of it, like, he doesn't say a, a word the entire game. And it works. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and, 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 and th- again, like, going back and revisiting this franchise, revisi- revisiting this game, and then going and saying every other game after that, the protagonist has a real personality, which makes the game better. Yeah. But it's a better storytelling device. But there's there's some a little bit of magic to the character not saying where he's just this there's he's like this silent dog, you know, he 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 doesn't speak but he understands. I think it's almost hallmarking of a lot of classic RPGs. Mm-hmm. You know, where the main character you're just responding through dialogue and you never hear the character say anything. Yeah. And one of the developers because it was the three lead developers on the GTA three, I can't remember which one of the three said that his mission was, when trying to come up with what the game would be like, uh, that he wanted to have, uh, if you can make The Legend of Zelda meet Goodfellas. Oh, they that, did. And they pulled it off, but then it kind of makes sense, a silent protagonist in a super over-the-top Mafazio world. Yeah, every and, every character around you is so over, like bigger than life and over-the-top and very fleshed out, specific, just felt individualized. It did. Everyone had, I, I, I mean... Generally, if they had a speaking part in this game, they had a personality, mm-hmm. and it was different than the next person with the speaking now, part. Now, th- th- this game is not without its criticisms, and this isn't no. even touching on like the violence of it, but I do remember playing the game a lot, yeah. and just kind of like, the mission structures were not particularly amazing. No. Even then, like, I remember then, like, well, I mean, but yeah, what was the one, one mission where you had to, like, drive around and um, pick up, like... I don't know, like porno mags that were being dropped by like a truck to deliver to some guy. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, falling car throws out X thing and you have to pick it yeah. up. Like, it, that same shitty mechanic was in the Die Hard trilogy for the original yeah. PlayStation. So, right? I mean, we've come a long way, but still, it was fun because at any moment, you could accidentally hit somebody, get a star, oh, yeah. and you have to evade the cops. The game, the game, uh, you, you, any of its major shortcomings were quickly erased by the fact that, again, never before had you been able to do whatever you wanted to this degree in a video game. And so if you got bored of doing something or you thought it was hokey, well, then there's lots of other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. A sizable portion of it is violent. So A, a sizable portion of it is just whatever you want. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but the cheat codes and just, like, you know, and just when you are kind of got to the point where, like, maybe you're done with the story or you're just not really digging the story at the moment... Let's bust out the cheat codes, get infinite ammo, invulnerability. Spawn a tank. Spawn a effing tank and just blow shit up. And just go to town. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's what a strange, strange idea, right? Because now we're like, oh, yeah, just get in a tank and blow shit up. Couldn't do that in video games before that. was then. such a first. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get to, like, I don't know, how many stars? Are like, five? Five. Five stars? You get the fifth star and, like, the FBI come after you. Yes. There's only, I believe, GTA Five introduced the sixth star which sends the full military before you would get military style stuff for five stars mm-hmm. like that would be but you get bombed by jets now if you can reach the rare six star in gta 5 which is interesting but uh speaking of interesting mm-hmm. a good segue for that is so the game came out we're talking about how we how blown away we were and we were reacting to it but yeah honestly <sighs> there were quite some reactions to this game elsewhere when yeah. it came out, man. Uh, I mean, so the very the, besides the fact that the game was critically well received, yeah, made a lot of money. Made a lot. It was like the highest money. selling PS PS2 game. Yeah, I don't know if ever or 
that year for sure. It's definitely, yeah. It's a, and it was very well. Either you loved it, or you hate it, and most people loved it. So it's it, like on Metacritic, it still has ninety seven percent. That's wild on Metacritic to this day. So it's it's a hell of a thing. Um, but and immediately upon release, and I think this we can't go. We couldn't talk about Eminem weeks ago without talking about the violence that was inherent in early Eminem, the comic violence, comical violence, yeah, right? comical violence. And you cannot talk about Grand Theft Auto Three without talking about violence. In the game, which is not very comical, no. oddly, it's pretty okay, visceral actually. Yeah. So, in my intro, I stated that this is the game that introduced violence to humanity, and of course, I'm being facetious mm-hmm. because I love this. I love quote unquote hashtag sarcasm. This narrative that humans were not violent. Uh, video games are responsible for a lot of the violence in our society, and humans were not violent before the advent of the video games. Man. And Grand Theft Auto 3, when it came out, it immediately became the poster child for violence in video games and violence within youth, right? Right. Uh, game man- uh, game retailers uh, at that time, Babbage's and even Babbage's. Yeah, right? That kind of stuff. They started actually carting people uh-huh. for the rated M games, which they really weren't doing at that time. I know, did they do that for Mortal Kombat? Certain areas did, certain states did. Mm. Um, but they really, like, you didn't have to show your ID to buy a video game. You just had to look like an adult or have an adult with you. Right. Now, it became, all right, well, you know, because of parental pushback, we had to, to do this. But, I mean, it really became that poster boy for violence it was a scape it was a good scapegoat it was a hell of a scapegoat i mean if you could pick one yeah i mean people are really good at pointing fingers at things other than themselves yeah uh for the mis you know misgivings of their children or their lack of parenting skills or their you know the bottom line is yeah violent games have been in gaming for a long time well before grand theft auto was a thing yeah uh, I remember being a little kid and Mortal Kombat coming out, and it was like Doom. a big deal. Yeah, with the blood. Oh yeah, and the fatalities. Yep. You know, ripping somebody's heart out of their chest and taking a bite out of it, or uppercutting their head off. Oh, dude. Just it, Mortal the Kombat pit. was super violent, and I remember very, very, very vividly, like talking to my parents about it because I wanted it for Sega mm-hmm. Genesis, um, which Sega Genesis was obviously superior than Super Nintendo because we actually got the blood via the blood code. Blood code. Yep. And Super Nintendo got the, the gray sweat, or whatever that crap was. Oh, it was terrible. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, a separate time, we will debate the finer points of the Genesis and Super Nintendo uh-huh. and see if it hinges on the blood code for Mortal Kombat. A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Yep, there it is. He got it. I will literally never forget that. I don't know how. It's it's ingrained in me. If we ever start a speakeasy, right, or a hidden pub, that's your password. A-B-A-C-A-B-B. What's the blood code? But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not new, but yeah, it was. It's been around for a long time. Now, and here's the thing: Do I think that you know a little four year old should be playing GTA Three? Probably not. not. No, but that's 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 parents' jobs, right? It's not the game developers. No, Um, but they but so like I told you, my first experience with GTA was you know when it first came out. I would hang out with my buddy and, and a couple other friends. My one friend had a little brother who would always come with us. And come over, and he was a little guy. He was, I mean, he wasn't like four years old, but he was under ten. And he would sit and watch us play. And even then, because at that time I'm like 18, 19 years old, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I don't know if he should be really watching yeah, us play this. Yeah, doesn't feel right. <laughs> but he wasn't my little brother, so I'm gonna say shit. No, okay, because because <laughs> again, uh, uh, you know, 
I, I think there is such a thing as social responsibility, but I don't think it uh, extends as far as if you're gaming with your buddies and someone's dumb enough to bring their little brother over them, then over there, not only are, do they risk being exposed to it, but if the worst thing that happens to them is that they're exposed to a slightly violent video game, that kid got off lucky. I mean, it's, it's more than slightly violent, but yeah, yes, your, but, your point is valid. Your right, point yes, is very valid. Yes. Uh, big brothers uh, and tra- with a with a uh, with an errant little brother, it could turn into a <laughs> den of wolves real fast. <laughs> this is also very true. So yeah, for sure. But I mean, uh, yeah, the game was was the game is hyper violent, and but here's the thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, technically, technically, there's no will if you play the the, like the actual campaign, the story. There's no real way to not be violent, but if you want, you can play the game totally non-violent. Uh, it does not reward you directly for being chaotic and rewarding uh, for for being violent in that way. It's there isn't like a like a bonus structure to it. You complete missions and you earn money to buy other weapons, but it, it is it, it's a, a standard video game system. It doesn't give you thumbs up and go into a long right. thing if you Kill murder her enough. again. No, yeah. none of that. If you murder enough nuns. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. No, and I think but, uh, bump. violence in video games is a sore subject amongst uh, actual video gamers mm-hmm. because we immediately call bullshit. Side story that's absolutely relevant. Oh, good. Recently, I had to do an active shooter training at my job. Okay. Yeah, and, you remember you mentioned that. Yes, too. and this douchebag that gave the the whole seminar. Uh, he immediately he's talking about look for signs of active shooters. Look at look at for, uh, look at someone and ask yourself: Is this guy a shooter? Could they be a shooter? So he's teaching us immediately to try to profile people, huh. and then he's like, think about all the other things: mental health, Grand Theft Auto. People oh, could be playing video. That. He literally dropped Grand Theft Auto and then blamed violence and video games. This guy's a cop. Right, and he's given this seminar in in front of I'm not going to say where I work, right. but the general idea that I have to listen to this to this person. In, tw- in 2021, blame video games for violence while teaching us to profile people. <laughs> uh, I just was like, I-, I know I shouldn't check out of this mentally. But <clears throat> I just don't see the point in having that if that's the kind of instruction we're going to have. And then no one wants to have a meaningful conversation about how to stop this from maybe actually happening in public again. Uh, but no, it's easier just to say Grand Theft Auto and blame him. Oh, my yes. That's the source that's, of all that's violence. That's the reason why your kids humanity. talking back to you. That's that. Yeah. No, there's a lot of reasons. And look, and I could be totally wrong, but I'm fine with this. Is how I feel about it. Uh, is are violent video games the reason why kids can become violent? No. Is it a factor? Sure. I mean, I think it's a, everything's it's, a factor. It's part of the desensitization yeah, of it's uh, a thousand uh, percent desensitizing of America. A thousand yeah. percent, or, or culture in general. But that's not just that. No, there's a lot of factors involved with this. It's just one of the little things that sprinkles on top. I uh, I don't think it's one of the most important ones. I don't think we need to come for every Paul or uh, come as in uh, go after, not the other way. We don't need to come. <laughs> Poor phrasing. Well, we don't need to go okay. after every right. every piece of culture just ask ourselves is this too violent is this going on because i think there's a certain level of personal responsibility and also i don't think there is a certain level of liability that you shouldn't have to assume as an artist Mm -hmm. right but i think if you're gonna look man don't keep looking you can follow that chain of of violence as part of the desensitization violence in media as part of desensitizing uh, the moral fabric of Western civilization. Because back between video games, like G.I. Joe was violent, dude. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then and uh, people running around and trying pretending to shoot the Russians. And before that, it was Westerns. When little kids were playing cowboys and Indians, yeah. which is terribly insensitive, yeah. right? Yeah. And awful that the entire concept were they all sitting around and talking about land treaties? No, they were shooting at each other with play guns yep. and committing faux genocide <laughs> on an indigenous population. But no. Fucking Grand Theft Auto is the reason for yeah, all human suffering. We all, we all played games like that when in we my, were little. In my day, we didn't play video games. In your day, certain people had certain water fountains assigned to them. Yep. Don't talk to me about fucking in your day things were better. Okay? Mm. So don't come... And listen, Grandpa Steve, if you're listening to this, <laughs> which is different than the actual person, Steve, who may actually listen We all to love that guy. Yeah, that Steve is kick-ass. But mm -hmm. the other Steve, Steve, Steve N with a PH unnecessarily... Fuck you in your ways, okay? Anyway, but the reaction to Grand Theft Auto, like, that's what that inspired, right? Was this fervor, and I think that really kind of amped up the violence video games. Can I tell you how much I enjoy your fuck you? <laughs> do, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. I've been wanting to tell you that for like 20 years. Like, <laughs> you know, listeners, I don't know if you even heard, could you, you felt, I can't even recreate it. <laughs> fuck you. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's intense. It's like, um, it's like the Shane McMahon uh, middle finger. Yeah. Like he does it so emphatically. Yeah. I can't. Bangs. It's like, bam. Yeah. He just does it. But your, your FU you. is equivalent to like a megaton FU. Well, thank you. Like if you ever got angry with me and actually dropped that on me, I shed a tear. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be real, I'd be hurt, actually. I don't know why I thought where you're going with that, but crying <laughs> like, was not that. What do you mean? What did you think I was gonna fucking say? I don't say? know, but like you had me on every beta break. Like I shed a tear. I shed. I shed like, <sighs> he said, "Fuck!" I can't yeah. see. I, I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> you got. You got. It's. You guys got to feel it, right? I am. Uh, perhaps, as my wife would suggest, I am uh, too well practiced at telling things. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but so, anyway. Yeah. But yeah. but the reaction to it. Um. I I think we get we get we get triggered. You know, yeah. by the idea of a, a conversation that violence and video games are responsible for the downfall of society, because we've been defending video games since before this goddamn game came out, and all this game was for as amazing as it was, it was more ammunition in the tank for people uh, who would never even enjoy the games to begin with. And it makes me think about that quote from Paul Heyman, where he says, uh, I don't worry about pleasing the people who don't get wrestling, I worry about pleasing the ones who do. Right? And that's the kind of thing. It's like a Makes lot. Sense. Most of the people that take the piss out of video games for just gross things would never play the games. Uh, and certain parts of it, though. And I'm going to say because because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Uh, okay. Okay. Certain parts of it, I kind of get to a certain way, but it but it, it just unleashes more hypocrisy. To me, the thing with GTA Three, if the game had just been this level of violence. Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's so much satire involved. There's in so game. much. There's so much insensitivity. Yes, a lot of. Some, there's a lot of shit going there on. There is a that. lot of shit. A lot of I'd shit. Be like, I kind of, kind of now. I raise my eyebrow like. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I see you. Okay. Yeah. It's like okay. 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 And there's times where, and I think Grand Theft Auto gets smarter with it. it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of a self-reflection satire as the game's it's going. It's not quite as obvious and abrasive and really just dumb it is not shock jock dumb it, yes but, but, there you, there you yeah, go. but it, it still has shocking moments in future games but they're done through a smarter lens mm -hmm. of it but in this game and there's a lot of insensitivity and a lot of satire but i i think it's not just the violence it's the first major console game to really put sex in it my god right 
Yeah. It, it wasn't just the sex and it wasn't just the violence, but the two of them together yep. in such a complete mayhem package. Yep. That's what set motherfuckers off about this game. Yep. I mean, it's. it's I mean, it truly is. It is the most violent game I've ever played. Okay. Like the franchise, I mean. Oh, it's oh, the yeah, most the violent scene. franchise I've ever played. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I've played some pretty violent games in my. I play games. One of my favorite games. Uh, Destiny, I shoot people in the face all the time, but their heads don't explode with blood and guts, right? Oh, yeah. It's just, that's not a thing. Well, when you think about Grand Theft Auto, if you had to sat, have somebody who had never heard of it before, and uh, and you had to explain what's, or maybe who'd only ever heard the argument but never played the game, yeah. and they had to say, tell me the most violent or most iconically violent thing you could do in a Grand Theft Auto game, specifically Grand Theft Auto 3. And I think, uh, and we're going to go down to the iconic, that you can... Mm-hmm. I know ha- what you're going to say. Yeah, go ahead. You can have sex with yeah. a prostitute. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> in this game. And then immediately mm-hmm. murder her yeah. Take to get money your back. money back. That's so serial killer? It is unbelievably fucked up that I have to say that phrase out loud. It's it's like but legit that, serial that, killer level. Here, and here's how fucked up this game is. And, and, and you say this in both a severely negative and slightly positive way. It's kind of one of the hallmarks of the series. It 100% is. To the point where playing a Grand Theft Auto game and knowing that at any time you could find a prostitute, have sex with her, and then kill her to get your money back is like nostalgia in that series at this point. That's... And... Yeah. We'll get into, it's, is it's, this a whole commentary on the concept of society? It's both good. It's not good. <laughs> Let me, like, oh, it's awful. Good. It's, it's not good. It's both, it's, it's, it's sad in a way. Like, I, I understand why they put it in the game, but. To me, it's, it's so far, uh, because you ask these questions and this, and, uh, you know, Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park. Uh, your scientists, scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think of whether or not they should. Right? Pretty sure he's your spirit spirit animal. He could, he could. My uh, my wife uh, adores him, so a lot of stuff checks out about that. Hey, okay. Right. Um, but you know, someone's like, "Well, how do you get health in this game?" It's like, "Well, someone's like, what could you have sex with a prostitute?" And someone's like, "Yeah, you could. We could do that. That's how you get health." And it's like, and you would pay her, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, could you kill the prostitute the way you normally could? Well, I mean, I th- theoretically, theoretically you could, right? We can kill every NPC in this game. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, uh, if you used her services and then you killed her, could she also theoretically drop the money mm-hmm. that you just paid her? And the guy, and I feel like at this point, that developer is now scared of how specific <laughs> this conversation got. Yes. He's like, uh, theor- he's like hitting that button under the desk to call security. <laughs> call yeah. security. Th- theoretically, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. And then, but then imagine that that person asking is his boss. Yeah. And he's like, so you're going to, you're going to, you going to put that in though? Like, you going to put that in the game though? We're really going to do that? And he's like, do you, are you serious? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And then. GTA 3 comes out. Because that's the only way no one ever thinks... Because uh, the other flip side, that some the fucked up sociopath that has to make up that mm-hmm. as not being a direct response as the developer, I don't know if I want to play that guy's games, but I have. I wish we could have been... A, you'd be a fly on the wall in like the room when they were making that decision. Because that's a decision. That's a whole thing. 
And then I wonder if the men and women, which I highly doubt there were a single woman in the room. Oh, no. There's zero, there's I, zero chance. It's a whole thing about the video game industry at that time and even until so unbelievably recently. It's sickening. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of female representation yeah. in these rooms here, folks, yeah. when we're talking about these retro I feel games. like if there was a woman in like part of like the head of creative, that I don't think that would That would not have flown. I, but I, I just wonder, like, when everybody's having that conversation, they all just internally going, fuck are we doing? The fuck are we doing here? Are we doing this? Are we really good? Are we really gonna do this? Because I, like, I mean, the game's called Crime, so maybe we were gonna do it. Yeah. Because the game is literally called Crime. Yeah. Here, call a shit. Yeah. It's, it's called felony. Larceny Three. It's called Felony. Yeah. It's called Felony Three. It's like, are you? Uh, yeah. I t- to me, it's like almost like it could be another off base analogy, but it's like being a member of a group and you realize you about to, uh, like, I guess maybe all have sex with the same person. Uh, you know, it's like train time, and you're like, "Are we really gonna do this?" But no one wants to be the first one to say no. <laughs> so fast forward later, and you're all just sitting there filled with regret at the end yes. of the night. I wonder you know, if they like, felt regret after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because that that became a hallmark in every fucking game after yep. that. But here's the thing: that's what, and, and we got to talk about the hypocritical nature of all ends of this, not just the game, right, and not just us as the reviewers, but the mm-hmm. but the people that got really offended about this. Because it, here's the entire concept of freedom is you shouldn't be able to tell somebody whether or not they're allowed to do something. But you definitely shouldn't be able to tell an artist whether or not to make something. Hmm. And that goes for weird fucking art, like spread butthole pictures that are painted with oils, right? Right. And high concept art, like like film Mm -hmm. and stuff like video games. But people love to tell you that you shouldn't have done that and why, why you shouldn't be allowed to monetize that. Right. And that, the idea of the violence was already abhorred, and the sex was abhorred, but that one little factor was the grappling point for a lot of people being upset about this game. The fact that you could fuck a prostitute and then immediately murder her to get your money back. I'm going to say it again. That's some serial That's killer shit. super fucked up that I keep saying that phrase that, yeah. that really happened. Every time a, you say it, I go, yeah. That really happened in a game that came out 20 years ago, right? Yep. So, but here's here's the other flip side to that, right? So, Australia, and I have this specifically outlined in my notes, mm-hmm. that when upon the realization, when they were rating the game, uh, which in Australia, 15 plus is the equivalent for mature rating here, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, oh, that's the second okay. worst rating as opposed to adults only, which is the equivalent of an X-rated game, which you don't really sell in stores anywhere. Right. Uh, They were originally going to give the game 15 plus as a rated M for mature until they discovered the Australian Video Game Review Board that they you could murder a prostitute after having sex with her and take your money back. Which I have to say the whole phrase as part of a social responsibility to just kind of remind myself. Wait, 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 keep keep that thought. But you imagine being the guy on the board who discovered that. So it was all right. So like, what was he doing in the game? I can imagine someone not knowing how to hold the (laughs) controller. He's like, all right, oh. Wait. Oh wait! I gotta do. I gotta do a shitty Australian accent. Yeah, I, yeah. So I uh, can't help but notice that's a lady of the night. <laughs> uh, what button? Hey, 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 Bruce! What button do I have to talk to her? Oh, you can. Oh, Bruce, you can have sex with this woman. She can touch your dingo. She can touch it. Okay. Now, what happens if I? Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Somebody call the prime minister! <laughs> Stop what you're doing right now! <laughs> Crikey! I had to get a crikey in there. But that's the only way it happened. Yeah, right? So here's the thing. They discover that, so they outright ban the game in Australia. Right? Now, this should tell you. This is the fucked up thing, and I made so much of a special note to put this down. So, they would not 
let the game be sold in Australia, uh, and uh, they went back and forth between with Rockstar about mm-hmm. what they could do to the game to be able to censor it just enough that Rockstar would be okay and they would still sell it. So keep in mind, the big problem the Australian government has is that you are able to have sex with a prostitute and then kill her to get your money back. And the compromise that Australia came up with is that as long as you couldn't have sex with her, it was okay. Oh. Once you, they took the ability to have sex with prostitutes out of the game, then it was okay to be sold in Australia, which put that in a commentary over culture, not just for Australia, which we have a singular Australian listener. Let us know. Yeah, what do you think about this? Yeah, but in but about society at Wait, the time. Wait, hold on. I apologize on behalf of Mr. Brown for that uh, <laughs> that that accent, that that really awful accent. Oh, you know, I've been watching a lot of Bluey, the, t- the kids' TV show. I have no idea and, what that is. Uh, you, it's actually quite quite excellent. It's a shame that it's so good, but it's incredibly <laughs> okay. excellent. It's like a, a bunch of shorts from Australia, uh, and it's just four people. Every character is Australian in that show, and my daughter watches it ad nauseum. So you get a lot of Australian accent that I never say out loud, mm-hmm. but I hear it in my head. Mm. So I apologize, but but the, but the, a commentary back mm-hmm. on track. Yeah, about that time is that. When faced with the dilemma, you can fuck this girl and then murder her, you shouldn't be able to do one of those two things. Mm. And the thing they're okay with is not fucking the They're girl. fine with murdering her, though. Yeah. Okay. They could have easily said, okay, female NPCs are off the, the books, right? Or that maybe prostitutes can't be murdered as an NPC. But they're like, no, just don't have sex with them. No, the sex work was what yeah. they, ter- they had a problem with. Can you but notice that you're implying that people have a vagina? And we don't <laughs> believe that kind of culture should exist in our games. Thank you very much. That's got to be what it is because apparently you can kill them, but you can't fuck them, yeah. right? Uh, they can even say maybe it's not. A, there's no money involved, but apparently that's too far. But that's the hypocrisy, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're like, what? What's your real issue, right? Is it because that you can fuck them, or is because you can kill them? Well, it's clearly everyone wants to murder a prostitute. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean you know. but it's the idea that you had to pay for. It. <laughs> Like, how dare she? How dare she laugh what at it? What gives her the fucking She right. just pointed at it and laughed at it and <laughs> took my money. And then said, I can't help but notice you're that bloke on the government, aren't you? And then I can't do anything because there's a lot of witnesses in this Denny's. <laughs> or something to that effect. Yeah. I don't know. No experience in that I whatsoever. don't know if they have Denny's in Australia. So They don't? I don't know. Okay. Having never been to Australia, and meanwhile, also trying to avoid every Denny's I could go by. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. But yeah, but that's that's the kind of resistance the game met. Yeah, right? a Coming lot of it. Flat out, outright banning. You, you know? know? Uh, and I know that, you know, I don't want to get off of GTA 3, but I it, but it you can't, you can't just talk about GTA 3 without talking about the franchise in general, right? Yeah. So... And this is to kind of the violence thing. And I know I've told you this before in, in the past. Uh, and it was such a weird experience for me. And I think, and I'm not 100% sure that I'd have been the same way as a kid when the GTA 3 came out. But GTA 5 came out and I bought it on the Xbox 360. Yeah, first time it came out. Yeah. And then I bought it again on the Xbox One because mm-hmm. I really like the game. Um <clears throat> So when it came out for Xbox One, if I recall, and, and I guess PS4, yeah, uh, a big thing was like there was like the first person mode, yeah, that they added, and I remember reading like going, oh, that's fantastic, because I love first person shooters, and I've always wanted to really play the game in first person, right? Yeah. 
And so, first thing I did, I booted up in first person, and I had a gun in my hand, and then I shot somebody on the street, and I'm telling you something. Oh, yeah. It was, I instantly just took it right back out, uh, first person. Oh, yeah. it was not, I did not like it. So, literally, the exact same experience to me. Almost, it wasn't that it was just like the idea of i wasn't prepared for that level of how the visceral violence would it, be yeah uh now there is the first part it still it looks beautiful mm-hmm. and i still like when you're in a weird vehicle in those games to, to go in a first person like if you find yourself in the cargo plane i highly recommend you switch to first person because okay. it's just so cool to see all the detail they put in the dash of this stuff knowing that you would look at it in first person but the the idea yes um to the point where i trolled my wife one time uh, when playing Grand Theft Auto Online, is she's just not. She loves games, huge gamer, but mm-hmm. does isn't ever fully prepared. She doesn't like combat a lot in games. Yeah. So GTA is right out, but she was watching me play GTA Online, and knowing that she was half watching me, I went to a clothing store online. I put an all white suit on with white gloves, okay, and a white tie, and I put one of those weird paper bag masks on, okay, and I got a hatchet, oh. and I just started following this guy around in first person. Okay. In full, never killed them. Nothing. I just, every time she would look up, I would make sure she saw me just following this person. If they stopped, I stopped. Uh, and just started following them. And I realized that it was enjoy. I was doing this to mess with her. But <laughs> just the very general idea that I wore all white, like some sort of Colombian serial killer, mm-hmm. the creepy mask, and just followed this random computer character around with the idea that possibly my wife would look up and get cr- creeped out by it. Yeah. Is its own social commentary. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of darkness to that light, but mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, I would love to talk about GTA 4 and GTA 5 at later dates. Right. When we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for video games. Yeah, we're looking for we things to be, talk about. We could do this podcast for 12 years and this still be releasing Grand Theft Auto 5 for new. I would really like to see GTA 6 at some point. Yeah. I don't I I, I know it's coming at some stage. It has to. I mean, we're. Yeah. It's been years. I mean, it's been years. I mean, yeah, it's like an hour. When scroll- did GTA 5 release? Ooh, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in that. That's vicinity. crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, Skyrim came out in 2011, and we get a new 10 year say, Hey, get me started on I, it's Okay, it's my favorite game. And I, so I will, of course, buy it because I'm fucking horrible at that shit. But the idea, it's like some people see, it's, they try to sell it Skyrim. 10-year anniversary edition. But it's like, it's been 10 years since the last game mm-hmm. came out, and we ain't gonna fucking do anything about it anytime soon. <laughs> you, you, uh, re- listeners, you didn't see Noah do a shimmy in his chair. Full-on sales shimmy. And it was not good. No, no, but it's a sales shimmy. It's not meant to be good. It's meant to make you <laughs> shut up and buy this thing so I don't shimmy at you again. He did it again. Good. But GTA 6, though, same. They have no they have no plans to release GTA 6. It's so sad. Because no. it's making so much... GTA 5 is making has made more money... That one game has mm-hmm. made more money, I think, than any other, like, gaming franchise ever or something crazy like that. It's certainly more money than all the other Grand Theft Auto base games oh, combined. easily. Yeah. It, I mean, and it's making the money. I don't... I mean, I don't know what... I mean, and this is so they can make... I don't know what... To make GTA 6. Oh. <laughs> right? Uh, I guess... It's a lot like Steam. When Steam came out and eventually ended out basically being a nice way for Valve to print money, mm-hmm. we were never going to get Half-Life 3. 
Never. Until yep. the day that Steam stops becoming profitable and they have to figure out what else to do to make money, then that option's back on the table. That's same thing with uh, with GTA Six. GTA Online is we, just we so won't profitable until they until they run out of until GTA Online stops dropping enough money for them to worry about allocating resources to stop coming up with new content for that. Then then we'll get GTA Six, and then guess what? We'll fucking get GTA Online too. Yeah, and 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 you know what? I mean, I don't know when this is gonna happen because I mean, the, just the online presence, the RP community, the role playing community, which I didn't know about until like a year ago. People think that shit's serious. Is like legitimately a big deal, like a really big deal. It's a whole subculture of GTA players, and they will role play. They they get into these characters. I was watching mm-hmm. some people on Twitch playing. I was just so fascinated. It was boring. But I can see how people can find it interesting. I mean, I have had, I have maintained a Grand Theft Auto account for <coughs> a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and G- and here's the benefit about GTA Online, and this is this is the true cool thing about it is that it's tied to your Rockstar account. So I was able to move my online character from 360 to the one like you, mm-hmm. and then from the one to PS4, mm. and I can okay. keep the same character and That's the same cool. progress. So every t- every so often, I'll log into GTA Online, and um, you know, you went from having a house, or apartment, to having a custom apartment, to having a motorcycle club, to having an arcade now and a nightclub. And every time I pop in, uh, you know, and you just you're like, oh, I forget, I have this X amount of dollars. What's the new gimmick? Let me buy the new gimmick. I didn't know that all that right. stuff was a thing. Oh, it's a whole thing, dude. Like you and the drug running and. Oh, there's so much content that if you went online to your GTA Online now, you would it would take you a couple hours of gameplay just to figure out what all the new shit is. I haven't played GTA Online since the last time I played with you, which was years ago. Oh, that was that was epic. That was years so, ago. Here's and let me just I'm not gonna try to sidebar because we will have a separate conversation about this on this podcast. Okay. But dear listener, for being friends, best friends for nearly twenty years. Doc and I haven't had that many online gaming experiences no. together. Just a few. I mean, but, more than a few. More than a few. But, but the ones we have are really good. That's what I was going to say. Over 20 years, not as many as a lot of... Because a lot of people have only online friends that they only play games with all the time. But every single one of these things has been fucking epic. <laughs> we, we One day we will tell the story of Elder Scrolls Online. That one night. <laughs> we sh- Yeah, we'll just put that... Because we'll, we'll talk about how that game was a thing. And then we'll talk about... But we that, should really get back into that, that journey. Thing. I have it downloaded. On the Xbox? Of both. Is it crossplay? No, I don't know if it is or not, but I have it for both. So why wouldn't I? You tell me what we're playing. I then. mean, I own. I mean, I have an Xbox. So, so you know what? Yes, we can. We can. We can. Because I mean, because the, the big thing, and it sucks. This is fuck it. We're sidebarring a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, we we did so. We spent an hour not sidebarring. We're almost at the end of but, the conversation about GTA like, Four. The fire is in my belly now, and I'm kind of yeah. salty about it. That experience, that first day. We spent when we day one like yeah. fucking like I don't know like seven eight hours playing that damn game straight through, like traveling just to get where were we trying to get to? Uh, Hammerfell. Sir, Hammer, no, we started in Hammerfell. No, we did not. I thought we started. We started in, in Daggerfall. Isn't that near Hammerfell? No, no, Hammerfell's the the Red Guard yeah. society, and that's in the desert. And we started in the Daggerfall, which is one of the. We made it to Dagger or to Hammerfell. That was though. the whole reason. Remember, we actually went past it because we didn't realize how to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But because we, we always wanted to go to see where the Red Guards come from, yes. so we decided the game says it's there. It says we can go there. So even over like level ten. Let's fucking go there. And we made it, but then we kept going because we wanted to get as far as we could go because the yeah. map's huge. Yeah. And then we got to, I don't know, Cyrodiil maybe? Or some area 
or they were Imperials and they wouldn't let us through. Yeah. Because the game's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, we're not there yet. Well, the game's been out for 12 hours. Well, because it was because uh, we were part of the uh, uh, faction of Pact. Yeah. So, like, back when the game launched, you could only go to certain areas. You you weren't allowed. You had to pick one of the one of the factions and stay in yeah. your air, your faction. And I area. remember like you and I like, it was literally like a hard wall. It's like bam, guess what? You can't do this. And we're just like, oh, is that it? Really? And I remember looking it up on my phone, like, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. We it's even, impossible. I mean, we, we are we were running through levels and areas that we had no business being yeah, in because it that, didn't level it, up. It didn't uh, it didn't scale with you at all. No. And if we had as a single if a single enemy had touched us for most of that journey, we would have been dead right there on the ground. Running from like the fucking bears and shit. Oh, dude, it was epic, and we're like really we're in a game that doesn't really have a lot of sneak properties. We're sneaking through levels. Oh, it was amazing. It was an amazing time. We'll go into Elder Scrolls Online. But so the, my point is, is that it's just like I, I just I, getting to that point and realizing you couldn't do it took the wind out of the sail so hard. I think I played the game like four more times after that. Yeah, and I just fucking bought it. Yeah, and like the, it is like the it is like so anti Elder Scrolls to tell me I can't go anywhere I I want to go. How well, dare sure. you tell me I can't go where I want to go? So now it's. Tamriel Unlimited, so you can go anywhere you want to go. Yeah, right. I just and every once a year, I pull, I I open the game up, I go in, I'm like, let me just try this one more damn time, and I go, I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, yeah, this is same do I thing. Go me, when I look at my library and I see the game on there, and first of all, it's like a hundred gigabytes or whatever it is. There's so many fucking expansions fucking, now, yeah, and then you download them, and then uh, you, then you forget about it because it takes like three days to download. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we will sometime, and I will leave this on this about uh, Elder Scrolls Online. My biggest problem with that, which we discovered very soon after playing that game, and this is what I knew was going to happen with Fallout 76, too, Mm -hmm. is that ESO, Elder Scrolls Online for the Uninitiated, Ah. was not, it was not enough of an MMORPG to be a good MMO, Mm. but it was also not enough of an Elder Scrolls game to play or feel like an Elder Scrolls game. So it stayed somewhere in limbo. Yeah. The whole time. And goddamn a game that has John Cleese in it. Mm. Right? Not, not not make me really excited to keep listening for John Cleese. Right. But I mean, th- there it is. And that's a good segue because ESO being an online game, uh, we'll wrap up here in a second and we'll talk about the cultural significance and our, our lasting impressions of GTA 3. Okay. But I want to mention just for a second here that it is... Uh, in, in addition to being a product of its time, it's in a strange position in the history of video gaming because it's technically a part of what we would call the sixth generation of video games and consoles and right. in, in, in the world, right? Uh, and the sixth generation started, and I'm going to do the very rare, I wrote down specific data here. So the sixth generation, which consisted of the Dreamcast, oh, the PlayStation 2, the GameCube and the original Xbox began mm. when the Japanese re- version of the Dreamcast was released at the end of November in 1998. Technically, that's the first of that generation. Um, and then the PlayStation 2 was launched worldwide on March 4th, 2000. Mm. So okay. to put it this way, it's less than two years after the PlayStation's birth is when this game comes out. Uh, you would see the GameCube and Xbox both came out. On the same day in 2001. Did they? Yes. No shit. Less than a month after this game comes out on November 15th, 2001. Wow. They came out on the same day. 
uh, in direct, almost, it feels like in a direct response to fucking Grand Theft Auto 3, <laughs> which was going to be the Christmas game of the year. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and then, you know, that, that console generation ends when, in April in 2001, like literally less than six months later, the Dreamcast is discontinued. Wow. Right? And then uh, the last of that generation would be the PlayStation 2, which the last game came out in the European Union on January 4th, 2013. Get the fuck out of here. No, I am not fuck getting Who the fuck out of Who was fucking developing for PS2? Eight years ago. Albania. You serious? Yeah. Like, they're literally in Belarus and Albania for like for people that were just still playing the PlayStation 2. Wow. They didn't have a lot of access. People were making... They were... Basically, because in Albania, there aren't a lot of in fractionary copyrights, mm-hmm. and no one's going to go after the source code of a PlayStation 2 game. So, Eastern European developers were taking games that were maybe 10 years old, 8 years old, reskinning them, chopping the games up in half... And then putting them in, uh, in like Albanian language or Estonian language, or huh. and then they were selling them as their own games locally. That's so cool. there were still games being released. And the last one that was officially released was January fourth, twenty thirteen. What was the name of the game? Do you? Recall? I do not know, but that's also coincidentally, PlayStation had enough of this shit, and they shut down the online presence of PlayStation Two <laughs> they forever. Had enough of the Albanians. Yes, uh, in twenty thirteen. But that's the big thing. This was the generation that saw the birth of online console gaming. Mm. You can do a little bit here and there on pc before then you started getting the local multiplayer but this was the first game the first game generation where that saw the uh console gaming happen online with the birth of xbox live Mm. xbox live came out less than 10 months after gta 3 and that idea of, of changing the way games which gta 3 plus online console gaming is the cash cow that is GTA Online. Speaking of that, speaking of online gaming, uh, funnel inst- in, uh, fact about the GTA 3, uh, if you played the game in mobile, I think you could look at the, like, the files of the game and like dig into stuff that was left in the game that's not in the game. Yeah, they never used There was multiplayer in the game that they never finished. There's an actual menu system for GTA 3 to have multiplayer. That's incredible. But it, like you can kind of navigate it and everything. They just... Well, I guess, you know, time constraints, money, who knows, but never came to fruition. But that's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is totally wild. And you got to think, a lot of the more popular games of that previous that era were split-screen multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. sports games, a lot of that stuff. Uh, and, split, and party games. Could you mention the different vibe we'd remember if people remember GTA 3 as a multiplayer game instead of an immersive single-player experience? Mm. be incredible. That would be. But, so, last two things I want to say about that generation, because I'd love to talk about these systems on their own, the way we talked about 64. But, okay, so that Xbox comes out less than a month after GTA 3, right? Right. It would eventually come out for the uh, GTA 3 would on the Xbox in 2003. Right. As part of that port for that and Vice City coming on to the original Xbox. But the original Xbox was the first, and here's where we saw it, was the first system to have an internal hard drive. Yeah, big time. And this was, and so Grand Theft Auto 3 was one of the last games games that in vice city were the last games to have like really big needs on your memory card that are you know these big huge games memory cards right memory cards are a thing in the past xbox 360 tried memory cards for like five seconds i remember that yeah no and why because then they came up with this thing called the cloud and there you go Mm -hmm. fuck you why do you need it yeah create a login but (laughs) create a login (laughs) Hard drives are a thing, and it, it just doesn't seem like the, it's hard to remember a time in gaming where you're like, oh yeah, shit. And there was no online gaming when Grand Theft Auto Three came out. There was no major console online gaming, right? 
uh, Fantasy Star, and a few basic games, leaderboards uh, for Dreamcast games and PS2 games were out, but that was about it. Yeah. And there were no hard drives in the gaming consoles. No. So you needed a memory card. And here's the last thing of that generation, which, uh, based off our Nintendo 64, the Nintendo 64 is called the 64 because it was 64-bit, Right. correct? Right. Uh, this was the last generation that mentioned bit in anything. That the Dreamcast was 128-bit. And even the PlayStation 2's early marketing materials mentioned 128 bits mm -hmm. of stuff. Never again did anyone try to do that weird-ass flex about how many bits they You're had. right. You're absolutely This right. was the last generation of it. Because nobody mentioned bits on the 360 or PS3 or the Wii. How many bits are this? The fucking PS5. I don't even want to <laughs> know. Well, know. you know what? You could uh, you could fucking ask if you could find one. That would be. Oh, but I'm not. <laughs> it's sad because I'm angry about it. Can I can I tell you? I'm not a PlayStation fan necessarily. I don't no. dislike PlayStation necessarily. I'm just not a big PlayStation person. I can vouch that he's only he begrudgingly plays PlayStation when he does. I may get a PS5. You talking about Wolverine? We know we're here's here's I kind of want to have this conversation with you so bad, but we don't have enough fucking hours in the day <laughs> to have this conversation because it will talk about the X Men <clears throat> previous Wolverine game that you fucking loved with him growing uh, uh, origins. The origins. It wasn't right? bad. No, yeah, and, it wasn't great. And because the, then we got to talk about your love of Wolverine. Yeah, and He's great, one of the greatest comic book characters of all time. He absolutely is, right? Absolutely, one thousand percent. Yeah, but I feel like it deserves not to be a sidebar in our no. Theft Auto I, I just, I just wanted to point out that I, th there are a few fucking things yeah. in this universe that I exist in that would make me want to spend hundreds of dollars for a single fucking game. Of Wolverine, I, literally, is that did you, one thing? Did you get your hands on the Spider-Man game from Insomniac? The one that the other games? reason is because obviously Insomniac is going to be making Marvel games, man. Yeah, and if look, I never played the, the Spider-Man games, but I know they're excellent. Oh God! And I'm like, well, fuck. Now the first Spider-Man game, the one with Miles Morales, I'm like, well, fuck, fuck, fuck. Now it's double fuck. Now Wolverine, triple fucking fuck. Yeah. Fuck. So now and Spider-Man two now. So, yeah. so, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, so now, all right, I have four fucking reasons. I, I look, I'm a grown-ass man. I have a good-paying job. I can fucking buy a PS5 if I can find one. I can buy a PS5 humana, humana. for just Marvel games and not feel fucking weird about it. No, because you're, you're a grown-ass man, you know? It's like you know, a lot of people go on vacations just to do one thing while they're <laughs> on vacation, right? Yeah. So, oh, thousand percent, though. Uh, I was lucky enough uh, to play. I have it over there. The Mar the first Spider-Man game. I haven't yeah. played Miles Morales, but I uh, was so unbelievably blown away by how fucking good that game is. Yeah, it looks because, great. Because we we could sit here and we could say, and here's the funny thing is, I could say your favorite superhero is Wolverine, mm -hmm. right? Mine is Spider-Man. Right. I'm literally sitting here wearing a Spider-Man T-shirt. I can vouch. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and so I'm I'm real particular about my Spider-Man. Uh, and I don't that? know why that came out of me. Was that was that Connery? I don't even know. Like you 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 transitioned mid fucking word. Happened. You like Just it was there. like you started particular normally and you finished it in something else entirely. I, I went to I went to a place. I went to a place. That I wasn't Albanian, I, was it? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, Jim Belushi's Albanian. I only know that because of the movie Wag the Dog. Oh. We're talking about it. But it was so good and it was so immersive and it was such an incredibly cinematic experience mm -hmm. that I just was kind of completely blown away by it to the point where I, I've only done this once or twice and they've both actually been PS4 games mm -hmm. that I paused it in the middle of this sequence 
And I went and I dragged my wife in front of the TV. <laughs> and I said, sit down and tell me that this does not look like you're watching a movie. And I did. And she loved watching that Spider-Man game you played. Uh, because it just, when you got into like the quick time events and stuff, it's just fucking wraps you around it. Yeah. That and uh, a very underrated game called Detroit Become Human. That's a great game from what I understand. Incredible fucking game. Talking about all-time storytelling uh, vehicles in a game. Not a lot of gameplay as far as if you're like advanced game. It's not Spider-Man because the gameplay yeah. in Spider-Man, you feel like you're Spider-Man. Yeah. You feel like you're flying and, and the motion is great. You don't feel like you're just generically swinging with Tobey Maguire making quips in the background. Yeah, yeah. This feels good. This is not, but it's if everything it drops as far as gameplay goes, it adds in, in storytelling. But going back to storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in that generation, Grand Theft Auto 3. To put a bow on this thing, yeah. I have two important questions to ask you. Yeah. And being is that you did not have a PlayStation 2, which, uh, being a shitty friend, I should have known that beforehand. <laughs> but uh, but then, okay, I want to ask you about the SmackDown games. But we'll go into it some other time, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do an episode on the PlayStation 2, and I will physically hook up a PlayStation 2 and let <laughs> you just dedicate time with it. But is this the best PS2 game? Um, what, well, else, what else could be on the uh, Vice City? San Andreas. Well, are we talking best PS2 game as an exclusively PS2 game or just PS2 game amongst all platforms? Because Vice City was on Xbox. They were they it was they were both released. All three of them were released af- yeah. of, of, after the fact. Right. Yeah. So I guess you would say you like Vice City better. I like San Andreas better than either of the other two. Well, San Andreas is I think is my favorite. Uh honestly, San Andreas is my favorite Grand Theft Auto game ever. It's it was so Ambitious mm-hmm. for so all the stuff you can do, the customization and like it was super ambitious. I mean, just the just the fitness mm-hmm. in there as oh, well, yeah. right? Just the whole the whole CJ's fitness meter in that. So we're gonna answer no, not the best PS2 because San Andreas exists. Easily one of the most important. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, is it the most important PS2 game? It's one of the most important video games of all time. I would put that in my top ten as well. I mean, it's yeah. You don't even have to. I mean, look, you don't even have to like like or appreciate or be comfortable with the level of violence and that's totally cool i can understand if somebody look my wife uh i remember when i was playing gta 5 when like i first got it yeah and she sat down one day was watching me play and she's like what what the fuck is this like it's gta she's like what you're enjoying this i'm like yes it makes you not immediately maybe i'm not i'm a bad person yeah but uh but either way GTA 3 uh, is one of the most important games of all time because it, it it became the blueprint for for all sandbox games. Even games that weren't violent. It didn't matter. Like It showed you what atmosphere was. It showed you what ambiance was. It showed you what world building, making... Look, let's talk about you know uh, Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. GTA 3... It's characters as NPCs. The world feels more alive than Cyberpunk 2077 does. Oh, for sure. And that's sad. I, uh, yeah, I, thankfully I, I only had hands on Cyberpunk for like five minutes. It was all I needed. It was all I needed to know that we weren't, uh, the, both my system was not going to be able to handle this when they eventually fixed the game. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so invested in the concept of the game that I needed to have it. Right. Yeah. So. But I mean, I think here's here's an important thing, and I want to know. Last question: mm-hmm. Cyberpunk, tell Skyrim, 
all of these other major mm-hmm. open world sandboxy games. Do oh, they yeah. ever happen without GTA Three? Potentially, sure. Um, somebody else would have. Uh, uh, somebody eventually would have written Shakespeare if it hadn't been Shakespeare. You, it just might have taken longer. Can you imagine gaming without Grand Theft Auto? No. I don't know if I can. I, I like literally can't picture that that being removed from the lexicon of gaming, mm-hmm. man. No, no. Uh, but I one last thing I want to touch on, uh-huh. and this is just kind of an open-ended question. Yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto Three came out, changed game. Then you had Vice City and San Andreas, and then we're off to the races with Four. Yeah, and uh, the ne- and that generation with the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah, it inspired a lot of. Almost Grand Theft Autos, the near beer equivalents, and I have a feeling what you're going to say to this question, but I want you to think. I'm listening. What's your favorite non Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto game? What's oh. your GTA clone knockoff? I mean, they're really. There's a bunch. Are there a bunch? There's a bunch. I mean, there's enough to, to consider this. I mean, okay, you can say, like, Watch Dogs, sure. I mean, I, I, I could go in that route. Yeah. Okay, so if, so if, we're, if we're, like, opening the net that wide. Yeah. Games that you can say are blatantly were developed with Grand Theft Auto 3's capabilities in mind, in that play. I mean, there really is only one. Same Saints Row. Saints yeah. Row. And here's what I want to say. And here's what I want to add into it. Because I don't think we'll ever, and God help us if we're ever starve for content to be able to do a whole series on Saints Row. There's a new one coming. I know. I figured there is because they keep <laughs> making them, right? But it's a real big come up to come from Grand Theft Auto 2 to Grand Theft Auto 3 and how the game looked, right? Mm-hmm. But from GTA 3 all the way through to Grand Theft Auto 5, the, the, the games have gotten maybe more mature in their presentation. Yeah. But they, they really haven't changed direction. Very much. They've just gotten better and tighter and focused in yes. on their craft. Saints Row, Faster, on the more, other hand, more intensity. Saints Row, it's like you can tell like a new director takes over the series every <laughs> game because the first one's like so hard to be a GTA clone, and then the second one starts to let the guard down a little bit, and it's both hyper more GTA clone and also a little bit more ridiculous. Then GTA Three just leans uh, Saints Row Three leans into the ridiculous. Yeah, then Saints ridiculous. Row Four. Is completely utterly ridiculous. You're a giant superhero f- hitting people with a double-sided dildo, and now we got a new one. Who and then there's like games where they take you to literal hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they most they had the most fun with it. Yeah, they don't take themselves seriously whatsoever. No, I'm gonna change. Uh, I'm gonna do a different answer though. Okay. I don't know if you ever played it because it was a PlayStation 2 exclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was a game called The Getaway. Did you ever play The Getaway? Hold on. Uh, I remember the driver, which is not the same thing. No, that was just driver. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. The getaway. So the getaway was the English kind of uh, snatch, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels crime movie. The I, Guy Ritchie movie. I feel like I remember the logo more than I remember the, the game. That was that answer. Uh, someone who may make an appearance on this podcast, and I both worked at the same time. At the same store when the getaway came out, mm-hmm. well, you know we were friends by then. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it, but it was very serious. And if you were looking for the comical, say anything, go anything version of that, you weren't going to get it. Like the way you weren't going to get the, that GTA because it, it was hello, Jody. 
his kind of very <laughs> serious because and in and, and, and every Guy Ritchie movie, every character says every other character's name when they talk to him. Yeah. Hello, Lenny. How are you today? I don't know, Johnny. How are you today? Well, Lenny, I'm feeling that well, Johnny. They keep saying it. And they did it in this and it was very slow and deliberately play, paced. But my God, the game felt a whole vibe. The getaway. The getaway. So that's that's my GTA. So we talked about GTA clones. We right. talked about the importance of the game. And we talked about a lot of interesting things. But I think if we're going to talk about uh, important things that were interesting, yeah. then what better to talk about than our subject? What? I, I pulled up on the Google machine here. Yeah, I remember this game. And I actually may have played it with you. Yeah, I think we played it together. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Or maybe... No, I no. didn't. Hmm. I, uh, another buddy of mine, he had it on. Uh, he had this game, and he and I played it. Cause I remember now, I played this game quite often. Cause the only way you could heal, you had to like, like lean against a wall or something. And you have to heal. Yeah, and you had to immerse yourself in the world in order to heal. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, I remember yeah. that game. That yeah. game was fun. It was really good. It was different. It was yeah. different. And I it was more. It was definitely more serious. It was. It was. It was not trying to be the same as. Yeah. It was trying to be uh, in the same vein. But we used to say, "Oh, time to get some wall. Get some wall." And yeah. you're like, "Get the wall and you heal up. Get a little wall. Get a little wall." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that getaway. I was trying seamlessly while you were looking that up to segue into talking about next week's episode. <laughs> so let me just try to say that really, you only get a couple of moments to do that. Yeah. But we want to talk about moments and important moments. Mm-hmm. Then next week's episode might be just that important moment, especially for you, sir. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell everyone what we're uh, uh, going to talk about. You know what? I'm not going to put you in the spot by that. Okay. It's music. Okay. And we're going to have a guest. Yeah. So uh, I'm real excited about this episode because uh, we're talking about an album uh, that was not the first of its kind, for sure, mm. uh, but easily the most popular and the most uh, transformative of its time. Uh, and it's obviously around the same time as GTA actually coming out. Around that, like a year or so God, in that keep, ballpark. We just keep hitting these areas. Right? Uh, we're we're going to talk about Hybrid Theory. Linkin Park. Uh, we're going to talk about Linkin Park's uh, debut album. Uh, we're going to talk, we're going to deep dive into the album. Uh, maybe a little history of it. And, you know, our favorite songs. You know, I know you're... I'm a much bigger Linkin Park fan than you are, but you are quite a fan of Linkin Park, especially that album, uh, especially. Yes, so I have a whole vibe, and you're going to hear talking about contradictory... Oh, hello, sorry. <laughs> Hi! Uh, you're going to hear talking about contradictory uh, concepts. The reason you heard that sound, dear listener, is because I get nervous when I talk about Linkin Park, because I there, I really... If you ask me, do you like Linkin Park, Noah? I would say no, right? I don't. But the parts of Linkin Park that I do like, I really like, and then I start talking about it, I can, do I like Linkin Park? I guess I do. <laughs> you do. And do I just hate myself for liking it? There's nothing wrong with and liking so, Linkin Park. See that, and this is, and we are going to have. So this is going to be a very complicated episode next week because here's somebody uh, that really enjoys and has a deep emotional connection to some mm. of this music. I do. Uh, I do not, and my deep emotional connection to Linkin Park is largely based around my own self-loathing. And then we're going to add another voice from a very special friend who will be joining us. So this is going to be a weird dynamic. I'm, I'm going to just go on record and, and saying ahead of this episode that I feel as we discussed the songs, because yeah. I think with the, because I'm excited to do this whole music thing, because with Eminem, we, it was, it was huge, difficult. It was a huge catalog, Because though. we yeah. covered the artist, right? But this opportunity to cover a single album gives us a chance to listen to each 
song. Yeah. Because the album's not long. Their albums are never long, which is good. They're like 42 minutes yeah. or something, right? Is each opportunity, listen to each song, and you might find, as we you listen to each song, as a grown man now, and then discuss it with two pretty big Linkin Park fans, you may actually have an emotional attachment to some of these songs. So you don't realize that you have. Well, here's here's what I've decided to do. Just to try to be scientific about it, because I want to like it. Science. I'm going to write down two lists. Mm-hmm. One list is the songs without looking at the album that I remember are on Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. And I want to write down the songs, either one or three, that I remember liking the most. As I sit here, having not listened to anything from Hybrid Theory by choice in a very long time. Mm. And then I'm going to listen to the album again. And I'm going to see if that any of those three cha- songs change for better or worse. And that's a really cool and I, I won't be doing any of that because uh they're constantly in my rotation anyhow. That's fine. But but um I think uh especially too with going back and listening to the this album, I think with the hindsight of Chester Bennington's passing. Which we'll talk about for which sure. it, I you know, directly affects his music when I listen to it now. Because mm-hmm. you start hearing things. And now, even still, years later, Things have come to light about his past, his youth, and how some of those songs, even on that album, had to do with his youth and things like that, which are really yeah. fascinating uh, and sad, actually. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm really looking forward to because we get to really deep dive a very specific subject that's going to be very not so concise. And yes, our our, our uh, guest uh, is a as probably the biggest fan I've ever met uh, that I'm friends with, at least. Yeah, uh, and I and I think he's gonna. We're all gonna have a good time with this. I think it's gonna be a really fun time, an interesting dynamic. Just not only about talking about this record, but for the episode and for the mm-hmm. podcast. And if you have been hanging and banging with us so far, why don't you stay a little bit more? Come yeah. on back next week. We're gonna talk about hybrid theory, and then after that, we're starting the cycle over again. I mean, yes. hybrid theory is our second music episode. Uh, we're just trying. We're still trying things out, but we're back. And if you've been paying attention to the order we go in. That means it's a movie, yes. and why don't you tell our singular, amazing, sexy listener what that movie's going to be, Doc. We're going to be talking about 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtles. One of the great movies of our childhood. Yeah. I am gonna not going to go into it too much because I want to save it for when we discuss it. Yeah, yeah. But having recently rewatched Masters of the Universe for our <laughs> Masters podcast yeah, yeah. and recently rewatched uh, the Ninja Turtles... Uh, I can tell you what, I feel two different ways about those movies. I bet you do. I do. I feel two completely different ways. Not all of it's positive, not all of it's negative. That's right. But there's a little bit of A and a little bit of B there, and I'm really excited to talk about it. We'll see you there. All right. Well, guys, that's been uh, that's been it. Yeah, thanks I think for... we actually did it reasonably this time. Yeah, I think so. We're not bad. A lot um, of content. But yeah, thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, look Share us, us. Yeah, look us up tell on uh, Facebook and... Uh, uh, Instagram and uh, YouTube. You can check both the we Facebook may be coming and Instagram. up with a Twitter page at some point. Eventually, I, w- I you know what? Someone else needs to tweet because I'll just get us in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I will seriously just tweet the Peruvian government over and over again. <laughs> Don't do that. I mean, that's why that's why we haven't started a Twitter yet. I can't be trusted with nice things. Okay. Well, but yeah. sh- tell your friends about it. Yes. If your friends are like, if you ever sitting around with your friends and they're like, you know what, God, I just wish two late thirties men would just babble <laughs> about endless shit to me. Somebody like, oh, well, I got a podcast for you. Check it out. Yeah. Well, speaking well, yeah. of checking out, we'll check it out next week, man. Yeah, stay safe out there, folks. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Later. Bye. Nothing good. <laughs>